Hello, happy Monday, and welcome to another episode of The Daily Phys Ed. I'm Nathan Horn from iPhys Ed, and this is The Daily Phys Ed, a daily physical education podcast where I share with you reflections on my teaching practice, tips, techniques, strategies, technology tools, and all other things physical education. And welcome to another week. I hope that everybody had a fantastic weekend, and I do want to give a shout out at the start of this episode to my mum. It's her birthday today, so happy birthday, mum. I love you, um, and I hope you have had a fantastic day. Um, so yeah, back to school today on Monday after last week being a bit of a short week with the students. Uh, if you were listening to last week's episode, you will have known that Wednesday and Thursday of last week were parent-teacher interview days, and then Friday was a professional development day where I took part in a first aid course. So. Today was the first time I'd seen the students since last Tuesday, almost a week, Um, and to be honest, I missed them a lot, actually. It was a really great day. Um, I was really looking forward to seeing them, and I feel like I had a really fantastic day of teaching with them as well. Um, It was just nice to be back in the swing of things and back in the normal routines. Today, I saw a few different classes. I saw the grade threes, the grade fours, grade fives, and the grade twos. Actually, I saw all of the different grade levels that I teach today. So it was a real variety um, of things that I was doing today, which also uh, kept me on my toes and, and made the day a good one. Started the day off with the grade threes this morning, and we were looking at some different ways of improving some of our movement skills. So we were looking at our running, skipping, and hopping skills. And I mentioned last week as well, or the week before, that I'd been doing some peer coaching with the students. So what I had the students do was come up with some ideas for what was a successful um, technique for running. So we were looking at what is what should they be doing with their legs, what should they be doing with their arms, and what should they be doing with their head. So the students came up with those lists of things. If you want to see an example of what I'm talking about, you can head over to Twitter and check out my Twitter handle, at P.E. Nathan, and you'll see a photo that I posted earlier today of um, some an example of what the students came up with. So they came up with those different uh, success criteria or things that uh, we would see from a successful performer of the, the skills running, skipping and galloping for each of those areas, head, legs and uh, arms. And then they peer coached one of their friends. So one of them ran or skipped or, or galloped. The other one was watching and then gave them some feedback. Now, this served two purposes, as I mentioned previously in another episode. One, it is helping the students actually improve their ability to perform those movement skills. But even more than that, it's giving them practice and experience and helping them develop their ability to be able to give constructive feedback. So one of the things that I said to the students about Um, giving feedback was that it needs to be constructive. It can't just be, oh, that was good or that was bad. There needs to be some, I guess, direction behind it as well. So why was it good or why was it bad or what things did they do well or what things could they improve? And having those success criteria there really helps the students to be able to give very specific feedback which will help their uh, their peers to improve. So that was what I did with the grade threes. The grade fours, we did the same thing. Um, however, I tied it into the idea of the habits for successful learners. Now, I downloaded the fantastic resource from Joey Fight from the physicaleducator.com. 
and his Habits of Successful Learners poster, and I posted that up in the gym as well. So you can also see, if you go to my Twitter account, P. Nathan, you can see an example of where I where I put that up on the wall in the gym as well. So what we did is we referred to that at the start of the lesson. We talked about all of those habits of successful learners and how that those habits are not only found within the physical education class, but throughout all of their schooling life and everywhere that they go and everywhere that they're learning, um, that those habits are going to help them to develop their skills and knowledge and understanding in a wide variety of areas. So having said that and using that as the basis for what we were doing, we came up with those success criteria again and for every class it was different and you know, I think it's important that the students came up with it in their own language because it was uh, meaningful to them. The words that they used to describe what success looked like were then being used by them to help them uh, achieve that success. So uh, the grade fours, although doing the same activity, we just framed it a little bit differently in terms of those habits of successful learners and then using their own language to be able to describe what success actually looked like. After lunch, I had the grade fives or two of the three grade five classes. And due to gym scheduling issues, um, I was outside. Um, I was supposed to be inside, but I uh, gave the gym up to, to one of my colleagues who needed it for, for their class. Um, so I headed outside with the grade fives and we did a little bit of Australian football. Now, uh, this is something that is completely foreign to most of the kids here in Canada. They had, had no exposure whatsoever to Australian football. So it was a really interesting experience for them uh, to get out there and to use the Australian footballs. And really our focus was today on kicking the football. I didn't want to confuse things too much uh, because kicking is a skill that uh, is fairly familiar if you've played any form of soccer or if you've punted a, a, a ball before in, in American football or, or even kicked a rugby ball. It's a skill that is familiar. Now, a hand pass in football or a handball in Australian football um, is a completely foreign skill to most students. Uh, they don't understand how to do a handball compared to a throw, and once they actually get into gameplay, it can be really difficult to coordinate that idea of uh, punching the ball with your hand out of, out, or punching the ball with a fist out of your hand. If you haven't seen Australian football before, or Australian rules football, or AFL, just head on over to YouTube, Google it, check it out. It is um, my favourite sport. It's a sport I grew up playing as a, as a kid. Um, and it is just the ultimate invasion game if, uh, if you're not familiar with it. So check it out. Um, so what I did with that was I had the students just experiment with kicking the ball. I gave them some key uh, tips and pointers on how to kick an Australian football successfully. And uh, we really focused on the idea that kicking it today wasn't about how far you could kick it, but we were looking for good technique and uh, a descriptor or a, what would show us that we had good technique is if the ball spun correctly end over end um, in a, in a good uh, drop punt fashion. So I uh, had the students experiment a bit with kicking and then we got straight into a game. Uh, I didn't, now this was the thing that uh, I was trying to think of and I've tried to teach Australian football to students before in the past who haven't had exposure to it in international settings um, and I feel like there are so many rules that it is very, very confusing for students. So I was thinking today about ways that I could represent the game of Australian rules football using a minimum amount of rules. So we used the soccer field to score all they had to do was kick it into the goal uh, rather than over the goal and having the six point goal and the one point behind like is in real Australian football. Um, and then the only rules apart from that was that you couldn't kick the ball off the ground, you had to pick it up with your hand. You couldn't run more than 10 meters or 10 steps with the ball um, and that you couldn't dispossess someone or you couldn't take it off of them. So 
the games sort of just organically happened. It was definitely a case of all of the students uh, swarming around the field, chasing the ball. Um, and as the game unfolded, different things happened. Uh, students found themselves in situations where they were in a cluster of other students and they were finding it difficult to kick. So we stopped the game and we said, well, how can we solve that? And, and somebody came up with the idea that we you know, need to kick the ball when you're in open space. How can we get into open space? Well, we need to run and as soon as we are open, not necessarily take all of our 10 steps, but kick the ball when we're in a, an open area. After a little while of the game being played, uh, we started to say like, well, how is there a way that we can dispossess each other? I didn't want to have tackling in the game um, at this level because they're elementary students. So we said, okay, you can uh, knock the ball out of somebody's hand or, or uh, dispossess them by stealing the ball out of their hands. So that started to happen. And again, if students found themselves in a situation where they were uh, under pressure, and they didn't get rid of the ball in a, in a quick uh, fashion, then what would happen is that somebody would dispossess them from the ball. So although it was a fairly rough looking version of Australian rules football, I feel like the students did able were able to sort of get the basic gist of the game without having seen it. Now again, previously when I taught the game, I'd shown videos of the game uh, to the students before they um, before they tried it, so they already had sort of a bit of an idea in their mind of what it should look like. Today I didn't show them the video and it was really interesting because I feel like the end result was actually probably better than previous times when I have shown them videos of the game because they were just actually solving those tactical problems or those problems that presented themselves in the game as the game happened without having the pre-conceived um, idea of what it should look like. They were just solving those problems organically and finding ways to, to deal with being blocked or not having space or having to try and uh, get the ball to someone on their team. So it was a really interesting um, sort of way of developing the gameplay. I think it uh, is indicative of a larger sort of theory that I have in terms of teaching games to students. I think that the simpler we can make games and the more, I guess, um, directly that we can provide a, a simple problem to students, uh, the easier it is going to be for them to be able to solve those problems and then we build complexity through the game um, on top of that. So if I'd have just gone straight into that game that students hadn't seen before, they didn't understand and said, okay, here are all the rules. Uh, when you have the ball, you can only take 10 steps, you can kick the ball, you can hand, hand pass the ball, you can tackle. When this happens, it's a free kick. Um, they would have been very, very confused about uh, what to do when they had the ball. By breaking it down to a very simple level and saying, like, all you need to worry about is the skill of kicking. Kick the ball. You can't move further than 10 metres with the ball. Um, and you just need to get the ball to the other end of the field and kick it into the goal. They were able just to be able to solve the problem of, well, how do I actually kick the ball um, and find space and transport the ball from one end of the field to the other um, as a team successfully? What I'll start doing is the next time that we play that game, I'll, I'll introduce an additional tactical problem. Maybe this time I'll introduce the skill of hand, um, hand passing or handballing and, and see how that affects the game. We can talk about as a class, you know, when is the best time to kick the ball, when is the best time to hand pass the ball, what is the most effective way of getting the ball from one end of the field to the other. Um, so yeah, a really successful afternoon. I think there was some really fantastic um, examples of students who just picked the game up super quickly. A couple of the girls in particular did a really, really fantastic job of grabbing the ball, running into space and, and, and then kicking the ball into space or kicking the ball um, effectively to someone on their team. So 
Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a great afternoon, and I, and I know the kids had fun, and I had fun introducing them to that sport as well. So like I said, if you haven't heard of Australian football, just go to YouTube and, and Google it um, and see if that's something that you're interested in bringing to your school if you're not in Australia um, as an alternative way of, of teaching some of the same tactical uh, problems that you might teach through soccer or basketball or rugby or any other, any other of those invasion games. Um, so then that was the grade fives, the grade twos. We also did, we used the Australian footballs because we were outside and we were just really focusing. I didn't teach them the game, but we were just focusing on the idea of kicking um, and developing our kicking skills. So that was for the grade two uh, daily physical activity this afternoon. Uh, and then finally, the afternoon after school today, we had the senior boys soccer team. So the grade 11s and 12s were uh, facing off against um, Unity Christian School in the Fraser Valley Boys uh, Senior Soccer Final. It was the championship match, and the boys came out on top with a 2-0 victory in a very, very exciting game. So it was fantastic to be up on the field this afternoon cheering on the team. It was great to see a lot of the students and parents and the, the Meadow Ridge community out there cheering them on, and they did a fantastic job at representing the school and coming away with the win in the championship. So now they'll Head off to the provincial championships in a few weeks uh, with a good seeding out of the Fraser Valley area as they take on all of the other senior boys schools across British Columbia. So a big shout out to the to the senior boys. Well done to the Griffins. They did a fantastic job today. So super proud of them. And it was a, it was a great game to, to watch this afternoon. So that was my day today, Monday the 23rd of October. As I said, it was great to be back with the students. It was great to be back to a bit of a routine. And I look forward to the rest of this week. Thanks for joining us again for another episode of The Daily Phys Ed. Until tomorrow, I am Nathan Horn from iPhys Ed, and this has been The Daily Phys Ed.